Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. Have you ever wondered why that Satan is still on the loose and he's still running havoc in the earth realm? You ever wonder why if Jesus really defeated him, why are we still experiencing so much pain? Why there's still sickness prevailing? Why is there so much poverty? That is still prevailing if Calvary's cross was a victory. If it was, then why then is Satan still appear to be victorious? Why am I still challenged in the degree that I'm challenged? Why do we still fail? We want to look at some things tonight in the Word of the Lord. We have to have some awesome times, awesome praise, awesome worship. But we want to look at some laws. We want to look at some principles that's going to help us because God is setting the church up to turn the situation around. But we've got to begin to understand how God thinks, how God functions, and how God operates. Jesus' death Barrier, resurrection, and ascension, it was not a failure. If there is a failure, it's on the behalf of the church. And if it's on the behalf of the church, we need to discover why. So we want to look at some things tonight in the word of the Lord. Revelation chapter 12, we're going to begin at verse 7, and this is where it all begins. And then we're going to find out where it ended. And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. Verse 8. And they did not prevail. If they did not prevail in heaven, they should not be prevailing here. Nor was there a place found for them. If there was not a place found for them in heaven, there should not be any place found for them in our homes, in our lives, in our bodies, in our cities. But they did not prevail. Nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. Verse 9. So the great dragon was cast out. That serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. And that is one of the reasons, we're going to get there in a few minutes, and that is one of the reasons why he's prevailing now, because his strength and his power is deception. And the church have fallen prey to the deception of the enemy, but God is going to expose it tonight. Who deceives the whole world, he was cast to the earth 
When he was left heaven, he was cast where? To the earth. Where do we dwell? In the earth. Where has dominion been given to us? In the earth. He's been cast to a place that God gave dominion to man. Mm. He was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. And we got to begin to understand the demonic world. We don't want to put emphasis on it. We want to put attention to it. But we got to understand how they operate. We really are not dealing with someone, amen, that have authority. We're dealing with someone that is manipulating your authority. When Jesus rose from the grave, he rose with all, the Bible says, authority in heaven and in earth. If all, then that means Satan have none. Then that means he's operating here illegally. But he only can flow in your life when you give him legal right. He knows he's illegal, but he's looking for a legal entrance. I heard in prayer the other day, uh, Dr. Gay, you quoted a scripture, I believe, when we was in prayer, you and uh, uh, Apostle Elia and myself, and, and you, you quoted a scripture from John chapter 10, when the scripture clearly says um, about the thief. He's a thief if he climb in any other way besides the entrance of the door. And the door into the earth um, is individuals being born here. Satan was not born here, so he's not here legally. He entered in through another way. I, I want to get to that, but anyway. He was cast out to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Verse 10, if you will. Are you hearing the Holy Ghost tonight? Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ has come for the accuser of our brethren. Here's another strategy of Satan is accusation. And uh, so many of us yield and submit to the accusation and the lies of the enemy. He manipulates. For the accuser of our brother who accuses them before our God uh, day and night. He don't cease. He don't stop accusing us before our God has been cast down. And he accuses us... Uh, because he's constantly looking for a legal interest because he understands that God only operates by legality. Are you hearing the Holy Ghost up in here tonight? Verse 11, if you will. Verse 11 says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives uh, even to the death. I'm going to come back to verse 11, verse 12, if you will. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. For the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. So therefore his warfare is intensifying. 
Because he know he only have but a short time. And the Bible says, woe to who? Woe to who? The inhabitants of the earth and the sea. So therefore the devil is already here. So therefore he's intensifying his strategies in this stratagems. Now, history. Turn to Genesis chapter 1. Don't turn there. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 says, Let us make man in our image and in our likeness. And the man, when it says man, it's talking about mankind. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the face of the earth. Let us give man dominion on earth as we, Son and Holy Spirit, have dominion in the heavens. Let us make a man that will rule and reign in the earth just like we rule and reign in the heaven. We know the story history. Then we go to Genesis chapter 3. The Bible says uh, there was a serpent one day that the devil entered into. He came and he began to manipulate and talk to the woman. First of all, he already broke protocol. He already broke the established order of God in the earth. So he goes to the man's wife instead of going to the man. And he began to speak to the woman and ask, tell the woman, did not God say to you that you are not to partake of this tree? I'm going somewhere with this. I need you to hear the Holy Ghost. Because the same manipulation that originated in the garden is operating today. And we need to understand the strategy. His ultimate goal was to get her to focus on something that God told her not to focus on or to partake of something God told her not to partake of. He was after something. But what he was after, he was after the dominion of the earth. He wanted earth. He wanted not only earth, but he wanted everything that God created in the earth. But he could not have earth until he get the man that God gave dominion to over the earth. So if, for me to get the earth, let me get the man. Someone said he after the man. Mm -hmm. So when he manipulated the woman and taught, uh, tricked her and deceived her to partake of the fruit. Now watch this. The Bible says that fruit was pleasant to what? The eye. It was pleasant to what? The eyes. To make one wise. When we begin to understand, when God created man, the Bible says he formed him out of the dust of the ground. Then he breathed into man's nostril the breath of life, and man became something. He became a living soul. Therefore, God made man out of a tripartite being. Spirit, for him to relate to God. Soul which is the medium between spirit and earth, or heaven and earth. 
But he formed him out of the dust of the ground and breathed in him to his body or his nostril the breath of life. That which was inanimated became animated. By what? Spirit. So therefore, if God made Adam and Eve in his image and his likeness, it could not have been body. It could not have been that which was formed of the dust. It had to be God himself entered into man and man became animated. Are you hearing me? Now, if that is the case, um, then man was spirit living in a physical house. Are you hearing me? The temptation was to get her to gravitate towards that which God created, which you can see, hear, smell, taste, and feel. He understood uh, that man's dominion over the earth was contingent upon man walking in the image of God. Notice what the scripture says. And God uh, said, let us make man what? In our what? Image in our what? Likeness. After we make man in our image and likeness, then let them have what? Dominion. That means dominion over the earth uh, only can be exercised in the image of God. Uh, are you hearing me? I need you to help me. So in the image of God, I can have dominion. In the image of God, I can have dominion over this realm. Jesus is the express image of the Father. And therefore, he demonstrated what Adam failed to demonstrate. Jesus demonstrated a dominion over this realm. When there was no food, he said, what do you have? Well, a few fish and some bread. Bring it to me. He brought the fish and the bread. I'm going to show you dominion. He breaks the bread, blessed the bread, and gave the bread, and the bread multiplied. Dominion over this rim. Oh, God is trying to get us somewhere, church. There is absolutely no light. And just how Jesus took dominion, you got to take dominion over your finances, your job, and your health. I'm going to show you tonight. Jesus walked the water one day because there was no boats. Dominion. He cast out demons. Dominion. Leprous was clean. Dominion. I'm showing you how this thing operates. There was no taxes, no tax money one day. Peter came to him and said, we need money for taxes. Dominion. He says, so, what do you do best, Peter? I fish. Well, go do what you do best and catch a fish and there'll be a piece of money in the fish mouth to pay your tax and my tax. Dominion. I'm struggling with my taxes, apostle. Okay. Dominion. I'm going to show you tonight. Dominion. He's trying to get the church back to the place of exercising dominion. But you cannot exercise dominion if you're in the, this realm. That's the purpose of being born again. You are born out of this realm into the realm of the spirit for what reason? so you can have dominion. The moment that she partook of the fruit, the Bible said her eyes became open. And what you do not understand and realize is uh, until you are really born again, these eyes must be closed and your spiritual eye must be open. 
if your spiritual eye is never open or your spiritual ears never open, you will always be dominated by this realm. And Satan dominates this realm. I'll show you something in a few minutes here. History. Some say history. We know that man failed. Man failed, and the Bible says that when he failed, Satan now becomes the god of this world. He now becomes the prince and the power of the air. He now dominates and controls this realm. But God had a plan. He said, I need to get dominion back. But in order for me to get it back, I must get it back legally. God could not stop Adam or stop the devil, rather. He could not stop him. He could not intervene. The reason he could not intervene is because he gave the earth as a gift into the hands of man. To intervene, he would have violated justice. And when God deal with Satan, he must also deal with Satan legally. If he don't deal with Satan legally, then Satan now, amen, can go into the high courts and put a demand on God to release that because God got it illegal. So God had to get dominion legally in order for you and I to be restored into the place that God has ordained appointed on us to be. Are you hearing me tonight? How did he do it? Go to Hebrews if you were 2.14. Just stick with me tonight. I've been concerned with the people that I'm in relationship with. I'm talking about panorama. I've been concerned how some days we're up and some days we're down. Some days we believe, some days we don't. Some days we trust, some days we don't. God is going to answer our questions today. You don't have no problems. Either God is lying or you lying. Either God has, is, is, has made you victorious or God himself is defeated. One of the two. And we're going to see it tonight. Because I want you to have a reason to praise him. Oh, we've been having some great times. Great times in here. But I want you to have a reason to praise him. You've got to praise him out of purpose. We live in three, two, two different realms. We have access to the realm of the spirit, and we have access here. And I don't want nobody to misunderstand anything I'm saying here, because I know God has moved in here the last two nights. My question would be, is this right here. What realm did you praise him out of? And, 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 and that's going to be the key, because... It, your praise, God receiving your praise is determined what realm you praise him out of. See, because we know and we do understand that good music, it can, it can stir us. But was it a stir of the spirit or was it a stir of my flesh? If it's a stir of the spirit, it's going to last. If it's a stir of the flesh, when the meeting is over with, it's gone. Man is a tripartite spirit, soul, and body. So, so when my praise is ascended, is it ascended from my human spirit or is it a stir of my emotions? 
Are you hearing me? If it's a stir of my emotions, which is in my physical body, that means uh, Satan has access to this. But he don't have access to my human spirit where the Holy Spirit lives. Uh, are you hearing me tonight? Because I, I, I can feel good to you when there's a corporate anointing. I can receive what everybody else is receiving. But when I go home and close the door, I can't take that anointing with me. Because everybody else is going home too. Are, are you hearing me? But if I get it from my spirit, and when I go home, the same de degree and dimension of the spirit that I praise him in is still released in my home, in my car, wherever I go. Are we hearing the Holy Ghost up in here? Notice what the scripture says here in the word of the Lord. God had to make this thing legal. And as much then as the children has partake, taken of flesh and blood, God says, in order for me to regain dominion over the earth, because I gave it to man, I must become a man. He himself likewise shared in the same. I'm going to become a man, and I'm going to pay the penalty in order to regain what man lost, dominion. That through death, he might destroy him. Did Jesus die? That through death, he might destroy him. Now, the word destroy him does not mean eradication or annihilation. The word destroy here in the, in the Hebrew means to paralyze or to take back authority. That through death, he might destroy him who had, who what? Had, who what? Had the power of death. That means, listen, listen, death, death, death has no legal right on you. I'm, I'm going to say it again. Death has no legal right on you because Jesus has taken death back. He said, if, if Jesus has taken death back, then why so many people die? I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to show you in the word of the Lord why. Jesus has conquered Satan. Jesus has taken back death. The Bible says he holds the keys of death, hell, and the grave. That the Bible says. But yet so many people are still dying prematurely before their time and before their season. No born-again believer should die before 70. Is that what the word says? No born-again believer should die before seven. I want everybody to make a declaration. I shall not die before seventy. Say, I shall not die before seventy. One more time. I shall not die before seventy. Now, I, I, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. I kind of, I really want to go back to Revelation here, because do you know what you just did? The Bible said they overcome him. By the word. By the blood of the Lamb, excuse me. By the blood of the, and the word. See, our problem is we just mess things up. You say, how are we messing? Because you've been having testimony service, and it really ain't been testimony service. And that's why it ain't working. Because it's really not a testimony. A testimony, according to the book of Revelation there, is not. Now, notice, he's talking about dealing with the devil. You give a testimony because you got a new house. You give a testimony because you got a new car. 
You're going to test them because of something you got. That scripture is dealing with Satan. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and what? The word of their testimony. You are testifying to the devil. I shall live and not die and shall declare. And the devil said, how can you say the blood paid for it? The blood purchased it. But it won't work for you until it come out of your mouth. Not your man of God's mouth. Not your woman of God's mouth. Your mouth. God began to deal with me last Sunday, Sunday before last. I came home from church. I was tired. I ate dinner, laid down. And when I woke up, my wife said, you must have really tired because you was jumping in your sleep. Usually I'm in great warfare. I'm in warfare. God deals with me a lot of in warfare. So I couldn't go back to sleep that night. So I got about 1 o'clock and I, I, go, I do a lot of prayer walking. I, got, I, I, I walked in my neighborhood and I pray. I went prayer walking. When I came back into my house and to my office and the Spirit of God began to speak to me concerning my destiny. He began to speak to me concerning the things that he spoke to me when I first started this church. Things that I saw people doing that he showed me I had never seen done before when he came down to ministry. And so I had begun to allow the dream of God to die in me. I began to, I began to just let go of what God spoke to me. And God began to correct me. And he began to rebuke me. Concerning the thing that he spoke to me, and told me this right here. You have an obligation and a responsibility to bring forth that which I have spoken to you. I'm going to show you in the word of the Lord tonight. Satan can't stop it. Demons can't stop it. No man, no woman, no boy, no girl can stop what heaven has sanctioned for your life, baby. I don't care what kind of demons come against you. They cannot stop what God has released out of heaven for you. Sickness cannot dominate you because God has already released a word over your life concerning your health. He began to rebuke me about taking the responsibility, taking back up my responsibility. And to begin to believe him again. You want to know why? Here's a trick of something. The pressures. The disappointments. When we first got ready to, to purchase a building years ago, we lost $100,000. And we just lost another hundred just recently. And that thing frustrated me. And it's almost like, well, what's the use? And I'm kind of disappointed because God showed me everything. But he didn't, two times he didn't show me, he hid it from me. And I allowed my faith to begin to wane. The pressures. Satan's what? The God of what? This world. And he uses the things that you can see, taste, smell, feel. Use pressure on you. 
I heard Dr. Gay make a statement last night about when we, I forgot how he made the statement, but he mentioned about frustration. See, when we're frustrated, that means we have descended to this realm. Because when we are in the spirit, we let nothing bother us because we see from God's mindset and God's perspective. You want to know why we failed? We failed them because we have failed them having the word that God has said to us. We have released that word. We have given up on that word. And when we give up on that word, we have no basis of faith. Are you hearing me today? And the only thing that pleases God is what? He says here that through death he might destroy him who had the power to Did Jesus down Calvary? Was Calvary a failure? Was Calvary victorious? All of us says yes. Everybody believes that. And what you're saying is a resounding yes, and it is true all by itself. But it means nothing for it to be true if I don't know how to execute it. And this is where we have failed. Are you hearing me? Go to, if you will, 2 Corinthians in your Bible. Let, 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 no, let me go to uh, 2 Timothy 2, 5. I want to I get this scripture here and show you uh, uh, what the word of the Lord says concerning dealing with things from a legal perspective. 2 Timothy 2, 5. Uh, I'm hurrying when I hear myself. That's all right, but we're going to do this anyway. The Amplified Version, if you will. 2 Timothy 2, verse 5, the Amplified Version. I want you to leave this conference getting what the man of God spoke on, on, on Wednesday concerning faith. I want you to leave here this conference understanding that you are a king and a priest. Knowing it means nothing if I don't know how to exercise it, if I don't know how to execute it. We, we, we got information, oh man, that's great, that's good, that's so awesome, that's so dynamic. But how do I use it as a husband? How do I use it as a father? How do I use it as a businessman? How do I use it as an employer? How do I use it as an employee? How do I use this? I need to know here, the devil is here. And I need to know how to walk in victory over it. When your children is cutting up, how... how how do I exercise my kingly and priestly authority when demons is, uh, is challenging my children and challenging my spouse and challenging me and challenging my finances and challenging my health? How do I exercise my kingly and priestly authority? Going back to Wednesday, it's by faith. But how, how do faith work? Notice what he says here. If anyone enters competitive games, he is not crowned unless he, unless he compete what? Lawfully. Fairly, according to the rules laid down. I cannot exercise victory and walk in victory if I don't know the rules. And Satan knows the rules. And he he manipulates you and tricks you and deceives you and blinds you for you not to know the, the rules. Because he knows that you cannot exercise the authority that is rightly yours over him if you don't know the rules. So let me, he said, let me get you to try to bind me outside of the rules. Let me try to get you to rebuke me outside of the rules. 
Because I know it ain't going to work against me as long as you don't know the rules. And he knows the church don't know the rules. And he don't care how much work we get. He don't care how much we pray. He don't care how much we worship. As long as you don't know the rules. He don't care how you pray, how you war, how you battle, as long as you're praying outside of the rules. He know you can't bind him. He know you can't drive him out, as long as you don't know the rules. So if anyone enters into competitive games, and baby, the moment you got born again, you entered into competitive games. Whether you like it or not, you have entered into competitive games. He says here, he is not count, crowned unless he competes lawfully, fairly, according to the rules. That's why Jesus had to become a man so he can enter into the game legally. So he can play the rules, play according to the rules. Are you, are you hearing me? So Jesus now becomes a man, or God becomes a man legally in the earth because he knows, and watch about and Jesus came through the door. Satan didn't come through the door. He climbed up some other way, but Jesus came in legally according to the rules. And what is the rules of getting in the earth by way of a woman? So in order for him to defeat Satan and conquer Satan, he had to play according to the rules. Are we hearing the Holy Ghost?